0: Hey there, everyone. I know I say it every week, but thank you for welcoming me to wherever you are today. Whether you're in a living room or some other room of your house, whether you're outside by the campfire looking at your phone, whether it's weeks after this, whenever it is, wherever it is, thank you for pressing a button or Whatever you had to do to welcome me to wherever you are today, I really, really appreciate it. Listen, today I am going to bring you a promise. I'm going to bring you the Word of God. But today I also want to just gather around the table with you you know, and families, you know, we used to gather around a table and gathering around a table wasn't just about eating. It wasn't just about playing cards. It wasn't just about playing games, but you would gather around a table to just talk about things and just talk about what's going on with the family and sometimes life decisions and difficult situations and sometimes amazing victories and whatever it was. And I know that for us as The Healing Place, we kind of even last year talked about at the table and coming to the table and what happens at the table. And so just for a few minutes, I just want to, if you'll indulge me just for a few minutes, I just want to, I just want to share my heart with you today and then we'll dig into the promise and 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 we'll just see what God has to say and what God has to do in the midst of this time that we have Together. So if you're good with that, come on, just put cool in there, put a thumbs up in there, put something in the chat. I'm with you, Scott. We're good. Come on, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is that this is being filmed during the week of Thanksgiving. And one thing I want to, uh, to convey to you today is that we are so thankful for you. We are so thankful that God has given us an opportunity to reach beyond our own state, our own region, beyond our campus, to reach out to wherever you are today today. And we're in awe that we get reports from places like California and Kentucky and Florida and New Mexico and even overseas, we get reports of how God is using this time that we have together. He's using this moment that we have together in so many different facets in people's lives, whether it's coming back into a relationship with Christ, renewing that commitment to Christ, whether it's like encountering the presence of God for the very first time or maybe just kind of going a little bit deeper in the things of God. We're so thankful and we are so thankful for you and uh, just thankful for the opportunity that we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, we're not here for entertainment. You know, I'm not a television personality. I get that. I'm not gifted in that way. That's just not, I'm just not built that way. And one thing I wanted to convey to you today is that, you know, I want to kind of give you the why. Why, why do we do what we do? Why do we film and not live stream? Why do, we, why do we do the things that we do? Well, the first thing is, again, this isn't entertainment. We, we don't want to entertain you. We don't want to distract you from your life. We want to bring you in to what God is saying about your life. We want to bring you in to to clue you in a little bit sometimes. We need to be clued in sometimes to actually that God is actually doing something in our lives. You know, entertainment, a lot of times we use entertainment to distract us. We'll even say, hey, I just need a distraction for an hour or two. That's why I went to that movie. I just need to get away, be distracted a little bit from the cares of this world. Just watch a movie. Just be entertained. Well, there's a reason why when we stepped into this whole thing of, are we going to be live? Are we going to film? Like, what are we going to do? And we realized, listen, we're not welcoming people to the healing place on campus or, or you would be here. You're actually welcoming us to wherever you are. And so we were like, man, let's, let's just do everything that way. They're asking us to come wherever they are. So let's, let's do that. And let's not try to replicate what we're doing on campus, but let's, let's bring it to them. And so that's why we film every single week. Is it more work? Yes. Is it is it more difficult for schedules of all the different team members? Absolutely. But it's worth it because we feel like this is so much more personal and intimate. You're not trying to figure out, okay, what's happening on campus? Why did that happen? And, you know, why didn't Scott say something about that? I don't really understand that. It's like you understand everything that's going on here. And another reason why, you know, we do it the way we, that we do is again because it's not entertainment. So we don't have multiple personalities on here. And we've done a lot of different ways. We've had people come in and go, hey, here's what's going on this week at the healing place. And hey, here's what's happening. And hey, here's our time for giving. And hey, here's a video. And hey, here's here's this and here's this. And oh, by the way, here's some music and here's the message in the midst of all of that. And so we were like, man, all that's good and the information is good, but are we trying to kind of be like, hey, we're going to bring this to kind of entertain you and pump you up? Or, or are we really wanting people to know what's going on? And what we came to where we landed was, look, we want worship. And word. Man, we want to keep the focus on Jesus. We want to keep the focus on worshiping Jesus, whether that is through song and music or whether that's through the word. Man, we want the focus to solely be on Jesus. And then for events and different things we got going on, we'll put that in the chat. We'll link people to our website. Man, that's the way we want to do it because in this moment right now, we want to focus on the worship and the word. We don't want anything else to distract away from that because you've invited us to wherever you are not so we can tell you a bunch of announcements not so we could entertain you but so that you could worship along with us we could all worship together spanning wherever we are geographic locations spanning all of that we can worship together and then we can dig into the word of God and go okay God what are you saying to us in that in this moment so we're not we're not we're not trying to entertain. And even if we did, it might come off disingenuous for us. It's just not who we are. we are. We are here really to engage in this moment. Listen, there are six words pretty much that I have built my life on in the last 27 and a half years six words. The phraseology may have changed over the time, but where I have landed in the phrasing is right on point for me. And whatever I'm a part of, you will hear these phrases. You will hear these words. Whatever I'm a part of, not just a healing place. If it's roasting coffee, you're going to hear these words. If it's relationships, you're going to hear these words. If it's a business venture, you're going to hear these words. If it's business coaching for somebody else, you're going to hear these words. Moments create movement. I have built my life on that. My life in Jesus is built on that. God gives us moments, and I don't want to miss a moment that God gives me. I'm reminded of on campus this past week where we were coming to the time of prayer, and man, it was just really, if an atmosphere could be called thick, it was thick, man. It was like just this thick atmosphere of the presence of God. And it was like the, the time normally when people would come down to pray, and it was just like, hey, wherever you're at today, just come down, just come down, just come down, just take a step, make a move. And there was this one person who made a move, and they came over, and we had these benches on each side, and they came over to a bench because they felt, led. I need to get on my knees. And they got on their knees, and there was somebody who came over and was praying for them. And I was on the platform, and I was kind of walking back and forth, and I was looking at everything, and So I was about to come off the platform so someone else could come up and kind of dismiss in prayer and all that kind of stuff. But when I turned and I looked at this moment, I was like, this could be the moment. Like this could be the moment where everything changes. This can be the moment where like an awakening happens on campus, where revival kind of breaks out, where God meets us in a supernatural way, and we're never going to be the same. I don't want to miss this moment. So I stayed on the platform, and I was looking intently, and I was like, okay, Lord, is this the moment? Like, is this a moment? I didn't want to miss the moment. So you ask, Scott, was that, was that the moment? Well, no, it wasn't the moment, but it was a moment. And because I stopped and captured that moment, I got to hear the backstory of what God was doing in that. I I have intentioned in my heart not to miss a moment that God wants me to be a part of. And in that moment, then that moment creates a move, making a move, taking a step to grow in Jesus not just to grow as a person, but to grow in Jesus, to grow in Christ, to learn from that moment. God, what are you saying in that moment? What are you doing and I wanna grow. I don't wanna just go from the moment, I wanna grow. Moments create movement. Come on, put that in the chat right now. Moments create movement. Three words, powerful words. Listen, when we met Christ, that was a moment and if we would've missed that moment, We miss taking up our cross and following Jesus. It was a moment. The word of God is full of moments that not only shapes generations, but changes the world as we know it today. Moments create movement. But I said six words, right? Moments create movement and be, no, do. Six words, moments create movement, be, no, do. Be who God created you to be. Identity. Know what God is saying. Relationship. And do what God says. Your purpose. Be, no do. Simple, but hard. It's hard to live out. It's difficult at times to be who God created you to be because that means that your identity can't be in anything else or anyone else other than Christ. And that's difficult in the world we live in the world that says that you are this, we're going to identify you by your skin. We're going to identify you by your economics. We're going to identify you by your neighborhood. We're going to identify you by your political affiliation. We're going to identify you by your sexuality. We're going to identify you by this, this, and this, trying to put all of us in categories where God says, listen, I sent my only son to break down the middle wall of separation that none of those titles matters, but the only thing that matters is who you are in me. Be who God created you to be. It sounds simple, but really everything in the world is trying to get us away from that. You know, I'm reminded of when Jesus was baptized and he goes in, he, he has this amazing moment of baptism, right? This amazing moment where the dove descends, representing the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Father comes, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, like all this validation from the Father, affirmation from the Father, he's done no public ministry, and now he's about to be released at this moment of baptism of his identity in the Father, this is my son and does he go and do a miracle right away? No, he goes right into 40 days of temptation in a wilderness, a barren wilderness. And the first thing the enemy says is, if you are the son of God, after this amazing victory, he comes to a moment of vulnerability. And the first thing the enemy goes after his is, is is his identity. That will not be edited out, y'all. Because we are imperfect, we're not after perfection, we're after excellence. If you are the son of God, his identity, be who God created you to be, your identity in Jesus. Know what God is saying. That's all about relationship. You can know what God is saying. Come on, put that in the chat. I can know what God is saying. I can know. Come on, put it in the chat right now. I can know what God is saying. And I can see what God is doing. Like, I want to be a part of that. How do you know what God is saying? Relationship. How do you know what's going on with your friends or your family? Relationship. You can't know without relationship. Who you are in Jesus, your identity, and then knowing what God is saying and doing, right? relationship identity relationship and then do what God says now that sounds really simple but it is difficult because everything in the world is telling you not to do what God is saying everything in the world is trying to give you an excuse not to do what God is saying bringing all manner of questions well that's probably just you or listen that's why we've been given discernment of the Holy Spirit Lord what's your voice Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's what Samuel found out. He thought that Eli the priest was talking to him, but it wasn't. It was God was speaking to him, and he heard him for the first time. He knew God was speaking to him. He said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I'm ready to do what you say. Do what God says. Well, how can you do what God says if you don't know what God is saying, right? Right? And how do you know what God is saying if there is no relationship and you don't know who you are in Christ? Moments create movement, be no do. Six words that have changed my life. Six words that the foundations of my entire family are built on. You know, our life verses, Proverbs 13, 12, always has been since day one. Hope deferred, kept away, makes the heart sick. But when the desire is fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred, hope kept away. The world tries to pull hope away from us and put our hope and trust in the things of this world rather than in the Lord. Hope and healing go hand in hand. Six words, moments create movement. Man, if I can know a moment, not miss that moment, I can get hope, I can get healing. Man, if I grow in Christ, I can walk in hope, I can walk in healing. Man, if I can be who God created me to be, man, there is hope for the next step. Then I can know what God is saying and there's healing in that. And I can do what God says and now I'm a giver of that hope and that healing. So that's why we do what we do. That's why I'm talking to you right now. We love you. And you say, man, you can't love me. You don't even know me. You don't even see me. You just see my name. But I can tell you this unequivocally, 100% honesty looking right into you right now. I see your name. And when I see your name, I see your potential. I see a destiny that God has prepared for somebody. I see an identity that the world wants to steal to kill and destroy, but that Jesus wants to give life and then give the promise of an abundant life. We see you, but more importantly, God sees you right where you're at today. In your imperfection, in your weaknesses, in those areas of your life which you wish were better, but they're just not. God sees you. which takes us to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, which is our promise this week. You say, man, Scott, it took you a long time to get to the word. If you think that, go back and re-watch this and you're gonna hear scripture quoted throughout everything we just said. But 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Now, we know that the church at Corinth has a lot of issues. I mean, God has moved. It's been incredible. There's been this amazing thrust of people coming into the kingdom but after time and after the world has been allowed to kind of seep into believers they've started thinking back in a worldly way a worldly theology they've taken the things of God for granted they have pulled away from some of their belief systems foundational truths they've pulled away from some of those because it was uncomfortable they have had all manner of abuses within the body of Christ. And when I say abuses, I mean abusing like the name of the Holy Spirit, abusing things like using Christ on the cross as a way of gaining revenue or all these different things are happening, right, in this body of believers. And Paul has brought tons of correction up to this point, What tons of correction? a space and time between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians between the letters and when he writes it and what the purpose is but in all of it it's a lot of correction but then he comes to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 and he's talking to them about how God is showing visions and all these different things and he he begins to talk about his own imperfections and his weaknesses and some physical things that have come against him that he's had to deal with that have created spiritual and even soulish issues. And he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, and he said to me, God said to him, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me so he says this and this is what he's saying to me Jesus is saying my grace God is saying to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness and then Paul is like therefore I'm going to boast in my infirmities why because the power of Christ rests upon me that even though I'm weak and even though things come against me and even though I got weaknesses it's in those moments when I give that to Christ that God's power is manifested in my life we look at our weaknesses and we think, man, I, I, I'm terrible at this and I'm horrible at this and I, I need to get better. We don't need to just get better. We need to submit that to Jesus because in the weakness of that moment, now his power is manifested. When Scott thinks that he knows everything, then the power of Jesus has made an ill effect. There's no effect. There's no power it's only man's wisdom, but when I realize I can't come to you today with enticing words of man's wisdom, the Bible says, I have not come to you today with my degrees and my titles and all those different things, but I come to you today in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, not so you will look at me and my achievement, but so that you will look at my weakness and understand I could not bring you bring you all of this. I'm not the greatest uh, speaker. I'm not the greatest orator. I'm, I'm not the the greatest in phraseology, but I am submitted to Jesus. I am a child of God, and I do desire to be obedient to do what God said. And in that, you can look at my weakness and see the power of Jesus manifested in my weakness. He wants to do the same thing in all of us, it doesn't mean that we don't work on our weaknesses. Yes, we we work on our weaknesses and we try to get better at things that, that will help us fulfill the will of God, but not in trivial things. Things that will make us, uh, uh, that will give us clear vision for what God is wanting us to do. I almost said make us better, but that's not, that's really not it. Because when we start Saying terminology like that, then we start getting into a works-based theology, a works-based salvation. It's not based on works. There's nothing we could do to earn it. Christ paid it all for us. He's the only one who could have paid it all for us. And Paul is saying in here that God had put inside of him this desire to know that wherever he was weak, that God's strength would be perfected in that weakness if Paul would simply just submit himself to the Lord. You know, Paul talks about this thorn in the flesh, and there's a lot of conversation about what that thorn was, but he talks about that in the midst of this struggle that he's having, that Satan tests him, just like Satan tested Jesus in the wilderness. And Paul's talking about, he's pleading with the Lord like three times, and then even beyond that, Lord, please take this away from me. And God's response to him is, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And that's when Paul's response is, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me, that I would rather have a weakness and let it be submitted to Jesus and boast in him rather than try to work on my weakness and make it so strong that I boast of that and I bring all the attention back to myself. And then he goes on to say, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, which I'm just like, wow, I don't know if I'm there yet, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. I take pleasure in it. Well, why, Paul? For Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. When it's for the sake of Christ, when we are weak, we actually are strong. Why? Because in our weakness, when we submit that to Jesus, the power of God is perfected in that weakness. And now our testimony to the world isn't how good we are, but how good God is. What an amazing promise this week. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength, my power is perfected in that weakness. And so today, we don't boast that we're awesome and we're incredible. Today we boast that Jesus is awesome. Jesus is incredible. Jesus is amazing and he is so good and his grace is so sufficient that he's given us a moment today. And in this moment now, momentum, right? Moving forward, growing in Christ, in Christ in Christ, next step in Christ, growing, going deeper into the things of God. Being who God created me to be, knowing what God is saying, and now I'm going to go and do what God has said. Listen, today isn't about this point and this point and this point and this point. Today is just about this is what's on my heart that I feel like God has put in my heart to share with you today we live in an interesting world and interesting is probably an interesting word to use we live in an interesting world Inter- interesting times where it seems like every single day something's trying to distract and pull us away not just from jesus but who we are in him and i would just say to you today don't allow it you know, you remember our promise submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Right? How do we resist the devil? Well, a lot of ways that we resist the devil is leaning into God, drawing near to God, submitting to God, reading our word, praying, worshiping together. Resist the devil. Guess what? Announcements don't resist the devil, it's information entertainment doesn't resist the devil a lot of times it opens the door to the devil but worship and the word that's resisting the devil that's drawing near to god so i just want to encourage you that as you tune in maybe weekly maybe it's every once in a while whenever it is maybe this is your first time and you're like man this is a bit different like i could have like clicked on a link and went to this and saw thousands of people worshiping together, man, and just been in on that. And man, there was all kinds of things going on. It was awesome. And man, we appreciate all of that. But this is what God has told us to do, to make a more intimate setting, not just with him, but with you so that we could come to the table, we could worship Jesus together. And then we can go, man, Lord, what are you saying? And what are you doing? Because I want to be a part of that and I want to go do that. That's what God's put on our heart. Leave no room for the devil. Leave no doubt who you serve. And so with that, I leave you with all of that, everything I've got today. And before before we pray, before we get off of this time, before we get away from this moment at the table, would you just put something in the chat? What is God saying to you right now? Just put it in the chat. Maybe it's one word. Maybe it's just a phrase. Maybe not a paragraph because it would be hard as they're going. But just a word, just something that God is saying to you today. Put it, put it in the chat because when we put it in the chat, we're saying it to the world. We're doing what God is saying. We're making a move, right? God is good, y'all. God is good, y'all. Y'all in the north, y'all, right? We're in Louisiana, y'all. God is good, y'all. God is good. And he does have an incredible destiny for you. But that destiny is not about cars or homes or jobs or any of that other stuff. The destiny he has for you is life abundantly and eternal promise. For all of eternity, we shall live in his presence to where we don't even have any need for the sun, Itself, For the glory of God will be that light. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you today. Thank you for allowing us to come to this, what we see as a table. And not just to discuss, but to listen so that we can hear what you're saying. And Lord, we thank you that you've given this this venue, this, this platform, this opportunity to hear what you're saying so that we can then do what you say. Thank you for this moment that now creates a move on our part. And thank you, Lord, today that we've been reminded that we can be who you created us to be, that we can know what you're saying, and now... We can go and do what you have said. And Lord, if there's anybody listening to this or watching this that does not have an active living relationship with you, Jesus, I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that they would lean into you today, that they would begin to have a discussion with you today, that they would begin to come back to a place. Of repentance, a turning away from the distractions and the evil of the world that's tried to overtake them, and leaning into you, so that they can be in Christ. And Lord, if there are any of our friends that are watching and listening today that maybe at one time just burned fire hot for you, Jesus. Maybe I've become a little lukewarm. Maybe apathy has tried to set in because just the world. I pray for my friends today, and I pray God that You would just refresh them today and remind them of what You have set before them, what You have provided for them, and what You have set before them. And that Lord, after this moment today, they can genuinely say, "I'll never be the same." What a moment! I'm not going to miss that moment. What a moment, Lord! I'll never be the same. We just declare these things and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, would you let us know what's going on with you? Mediahub at thpstreetport.com. Prayer requests, testimonies, anything you want to share with us. Man, we just want to take this journey with you. We want to celebrate with you and we want to pray with you if that's what you need. May the Lord bless you.